Welcome back to Unemployed with me, your girl, Anna Roisman. I'm a little unemployed this week. I had some jobs. I'm like, I feel more confident now as a freelancer to be, which is like, you know, the confident way of saying you're unemployed. Like saying you're a freelancer. How are you, Brian? I'm good. You Fully employed. You, you didn't introduce me, so I was waiting. This is Brian Russo, producer Bry, who's not always on the mic, but today yeah, he's I, looking great. Got oh. a nice haircut, you know? This haircut's like a month old. It so. looks good, you know? I've been messing with product. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I haven't used product since I was like in middle school. Oh, God, uh, I love I love Brian when he dates. You're you messing with hair product. You got a smile on your face. Yeah, your you apartment's gotta, nice and clean. You got to switch some stuff up sometimes. I got you. I got yeah. you. How's work with this whole like Corona scare? I mean, um, you guys can't really work from home because you work at Good Morning America. Yeah. Yeah, I, I cannot check the cameras from here. No. Um, Could you imagine if Good Morning America is just like Lara Spencer in her basement fucking selfie being I, like, today? It'll, it'll probably go that way eventually. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> if they could get rid of the crew, they would do it. Um, but, yeah, the Corona stuff, it's um, – we have a studio audience, and they finally got rid of that today. So Ooh. they did the show pretty much in the one studio without the audience. Interesting. It's a little weird. Could they perform? perform. Were they good without a studio audience? Well, GMA is pretty news-focused. It's Strahan, Sarah, and Kiki afterwards. That's yeah. much more audience-focused, and that was weird. They, but, they didn't have an audience either? Nope. Oh. So it was just like... This is how we did HQ. PAs, interns, uh, producers, just trying to be as loud as possible. Wow. We had just one producer in the room, and I'm supposed to stand there and be hilarious for 15 minutes, and I'm like, that people are always like, why do you guys laugh at your own jokes or you know, crack up? And I'm like, because no one else is. Like, yeah. literally when a producer shakes their head, I'm like, oh my God, this is the best show I've ever done in my life. They're loving it. That's your big feedback. Yeah. <laughs> my producer one day, I was like, right before the end, the end of the job, she was like going like this, shaking her head up and down. And I was like, oh, I'm killing right now. And I looked over and she's yawning. And I was like, ah, <laughs> oh, fuck, fuck this. Um, anyway, I've had no jobs today, but, uh, but I'm feeling good. I'm well, you can consider this a job. This is a job. One day someone yeah. will pay me, you know, I'll sell mattresses. Something you're you're like doing that. it pro bono. Thank you. Yeah, I feel good. I feel like I'm giving back to the community right now. I'm very excited about our episode today. It's probably, I have a great intro for our guest. Uh, she's a very funny comedian. You might have seen her on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Heard of it. Love it. Uh, what else we got? Oh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Very popular show. Very funny show. Love that show. Uh, also huge in the podcast world. Do you know that she's huge in the podcast world? She's got she's the host of Secret Keepers Club podcast with Carly Aquilino and Inside the Closet with Mateo Lane. I love Mateo. Guys, we've got Emma Wilman. What's going on? Thank you so much. Thanks for doing this. I like that freelance is a I don't know how exactly how you said it, but that being freelance is a snazzy way of confident being, way. Confident way of saying you're unemployed. Absolutely. Because yeah. you feel like such a baller when you walk into a room and you're like, they're like, what do you do for work? And freelance. Like, yeah. And they're like, oh, I won't ask any yeah. questions. Please. Don't. <laughs> I freelance consult stuff. Yeah, it yes. sounds fancy. You're just like you sound rich. When totally, you're a it's all about the spin. Yeah, because I actually worked as a recruit. I remember, and right before we started recording, I said I had done sales, which yes, I have done sales. But there's a key point part of that that I never sold anything. <laughs> so I got fired from my sales for job. not selling. I got fired. I How was long did you last? Um, like seven months. Wow, 
They yeah. let you go that long? Yeah, because it was a, so it was a, I was selling educational travel. And okay. how I got the job what was- What is educational travel? See, I'm not even going to be able to describe it, which is part of why I was such a bad salesperson. It's like when you travel abroad with your school educationally. Got like it. It's like if you were not gonna, like college. Not in college. We, do, we sold to high schools. Okay. So the, the, there's different companies that'll do like, um, like, like tours, like it's like all educational tours, like, and you can get school credit or it could oh. be for a spring break. This is, this sounds fancy. I kind went to like a public of. school in Philadelphia. They were like, you can go to Six Flags <laughs> right, and play right, with the right. band. <laughs> this like, was definitely geared. I mean, they would try to have a sell to everybody, but it was definitely geared towards like, I mean, you'd have to have a lot of disposable income to be able to do it. Yeah. And I never sold it ever because if someone was like, I can't afford it, I'd be like, I get it, man. It's tough out here. <laughs> and then my boss would be like, no. You make a case and set up a payment plan and not once did I do it. Or you're just like, what are you having for lunch? You know, to, just having oh, a good 100%, conversation. <laughs> I'd be like, I'd be like, yeah, I get it, man. It's I got my I got bad credit too. It's ugh. <laughs> ugh. And then I, I got fired because I was like, it was down to the crunch time. Like I knew I was probably gonna get fired. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I gotta, I got to make a sale. And it was like a long sale cycle. That's what allowed me to do it for such a long time without selling something. And I swear on my niece. I told um, niece. well because this is about to be like Woof. this is I, I, <laughs> that niece is gonna listen to this podcast with me like what the fuck right, you threw me under the bus for that yeah. I told this teacher she wanted to plan a trip to Russia with her kids and I was she was like but I don't think all of them have passports and I was like oh you know I don't think they all need passports if it's for educational travel <laughs> and my supervisor yeah, sure. was like. And then they called me to the office and were like, okay, like this is like faulty information. You're fired. <laughs> wow. Yeah. When was this? Uh, this was like, I'd say like seven or eight years ago. Yeah. And I got the job. This So don't, I mean, I don't know. Maybe this is something to recommend, but this is how I got it. Okay. I contacted a recruiter and I was like, could you send me a resume that's an example of how you like resumes to look for sales jobs? He sends me a resume. That's smart. Did you have other sales jobs or you just were like, you know, like one day you woke up and you're like, sales. I I could sell educational travel. Yeah. I think it was, I had gone to grad school and like I was like running around doing like open mics and bar shows, but I wasn't making money from comedy and I had like been like a lab monitor, but everything was real like spotty. Like it was a couple months then like like very, very freelance. Mm. And you can say unemployed. Yeah, we, was, we welcome that. It, it, here. Was, <laughs> it was very unemployed. Okay. And, but I had, I mean, I had worked as a recruiter for a little bit and then I went to grad school. And when I worked as a, I had worked as a recruiter, I also didn't recruit anyone in that. Wow. I get, so you have a track record. <laughs> yeah, I get unemployed like real quick. But I was like, I like people and I'm bad at math. Okay. And I'm dyslexic. So I was like, all right, like what? I don't know if that was just internalized or not, but I was like, oh, I, I can't do something where it's like science or spelling or I can talk to people. Yeah. So I contacted a recruiter for this educational travel job. I said, can you send me a resume that you could use? He sends me a resume. I change it basically. So I lied and said that. I was like, oh my God, that's just like my resume. <laughs> <laughs> Send it Which back. Which was like comedy what? at this bar. Yeah. yeah, like, can you believe it? And then I had my friend who was studying to be an actress be my reference. Mm-hmm. So I lied. Okay. And instead of saying I had done a couple of different jobs, I had this friend of mine, another friend owned a business, and then I had 
this other friend say she worked for him and she was my reference. And I instead I I actually worked for him for like I think two months, but I I lied and said it was three years. That's okay. <laughs> so I I you bent it. it. You know, I bent it in your heart. It was three years. It was in my heart. <laughs> it felt like three years. Yeah. All right. If they really yeah, it felt like three years. <laughs> and I said I made like a hundred outbound cold calls a day. Oh my god. I know. When I did the interview, they were like, "Wow!" And I was like, "Yeah." I'm a machine. Yeah. But like, we need 200. <laughs> no problem. Did I say 100? I meant 200. Yeah. So I lied on the resume. And then my friend who was studying acting was the reference. She killed it. Because they were on the fence. Yeah. Because they were like, are you really confident in your geography? I was like, pretty much. Right. I love I, how before you're like, act, spelling, science, who, who needs that? And then they're like, let's go on to the other subjects. Right. Exactly. I'm like, ooh, I'm tough on those ones too. I got nothing. <laughs> I don't know what she said as the reference, but whatever it was, they were like on the fence and then they were like, we talked to your reference, you're hired. And I called her and she was like, oh, I made it sound like you should be president of the United States. And I was like, okay, this is like entry level job. (laughs) But they were like, we would love for you to work for us like within an hour after talking to her. So I love this. Yeah. So that's how I got... That was like my last office job. Wow. Uh-huh. I once lied and had, I had my ex-boyfriend be my reference on a- Was he your ex-boyfriend at the time? Yeah. Oh my God. We still talk, but like- Wow. Or we, you know, more then, I guess. Right. We don't talk as much now, but he, yeah, I was like, I was like, listen, I, I don't know what, it was almost as random as sales, but I was going to be a chess teacher. <laughs> I don't know how to play chess. See, That's, there where you go. Do people, <laughs> where, did, where did you come up with that idea? I like ran I, into someone at an audition and they're like, I got this job. I teach chess. I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, just to like rich kids in New York City. They're like, you don't even know how to play chess. You don't even need to know how to play chess. So they planted that seed. They were like, these kids are three to six years old. Oh, perfect. They don't, they don't know, know what the fuck is going on. They're like, all yeah. you do is you tell stories about like the queen and the king and the, you know, the whole, right. the, what are the other pieces of chess? I don't even, pawns. Pawns. Yeah. yeah. They all have a backstory. Right. So they give you like a script to memorize. Oh, that's so funny. You show up, they're like, you know, bring some candy, you know, bribe these kids, they'll play chess. And they're three to six. Three to six. So they really don't know what's going (laughs) on. Which is how like predators think, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I like shadowed like someone and then they were like, great, we need three references of like how you are with children. I don't like kids. I don't, and I was like, well, I guess he's seen me with kids and he's like a a psychiatrist for like, you know, children with autism. I was like, oh, great reference. Yeah, money in the bank. Yeah, and then I got hired and then I was too scared to do the job. I never like did the job. You, were you afraid that the kids were going to be like, hey, <laughs> you don't know about chess? <laughs> <laughs> like, no, but I was also like, I don't know. They gave me like the uniform and I was like, wait, what? What, what was the what? uniform? <laughs> It's like this bad, like giant polo blue shirt. Like, oh, man. and they were like, yeah, and wear khakis. And I was like, why are you sending me to private school? Totally. Like, it was so weird. And the guy I shadowed, he he dressed normal. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, and he's like, yeah, it's great. I like book them all around, like where I have to be. If I have an audition, I'll book my Manhattan people. I was like, oh. So I never ended up doing it. And huh. I had this chessboard in like my closet, but they made you, they gave you a chessboard. Yeah. But they hired me because they were like, your references said you were amazing wow. with children. And I was like, wow. I'm surprised that there's that many kids taking chess lessons. Yeah. I guess I, I you'll guess, love this mm. on the on the website the two um like you know people that they the, what is it called like when they give like their quotes or whatever yeah. like there it was um Neil Patrick Harris. Oh wow. <laughs> and Hugh Jackman. Really? And I was like, "Damn." <laughs> they were like, "Man." Yeah, their kids take this chess 
you know, curriculum. I don't that's know. such a funny, random, that's such a, I guess the, a one really random, I applied to be a soccer instructor and I didn't, and I couldn't commit to it because I felt bad lying about playing, that I knew how to play soccer well enough to teach kids. But also it was, again, it was like kids probably like six to eight. So I feel like you can kind of get away with not really knowing anything. Yeah. But then you don't want to screw a kid up because it's like, <laughs> what if you teach them to play chess and it's like totally wrong? Yeah. And then they don't know it's they like trust you, and then they're like seventeen, and they like go to play chess on like a date, and then the or like they they've got some interview, so everything goes wrong. Yeah, linked back to you. It's gonna be it was gonna be one of those situations where I was gonna be like a teacher who's like I learned from them, you know. Oh, <laughs> I've tried to do there that with some... jokes before. I'll be like, I overheard this. I did that the other night actually. Really? Yeah. What was the joke? It was, I tried, it was on, I was doing this um, show where it was like, you're supposed to do like, po- like current events, new jokes. Yeah. And I got nervous about one of the ones because it was a little bit punny and I'm not, I'm really bad at writing puns. Like, yeah. If you said a pun right now and everyone else got it, I'd like probably pretend to get it, but then like an, it would take me like an hour. Like I am really, <laughs> really. I had to say a lot of them on HQ, but they're, everyone's like, they're so cheesy. And would I would you always think be of like. Them? Yeah, I see. I'm so bad. But at I'd look them up too. Like I'd look up like lists of puns so I'd get in like the world. And then how would like, your oh, brain start? How would you just this. think of it? You just it would just be like boom, there it is, pun. No, it, I need to like think about it for a little while. <laughs> Maybe I've never tried to think of because I have a gr- one of my grandmothers like loves puns. Yeah, she's in the pun society. Say, like, <laughs> there's some group. There's a pun group. I, I there's, there's shows. There's Punderdome. There's Punderdome. The, the pun group has some pun of the name. And like every, all of them like submit puns and then they send out a newsletter, like yeah. who's in the, who's wow. like featured this month or something. It's your grandma yeah. and you don't know how to write a pun. <laughs> well, she, I, she's been in the newsletter. So. <laughs> okay. By association. So you're not the most famous in <laughs> yeah. your family. Yeah. Not at all. If, I mean, if I could just get her on the phone, she could teach me how to do it. Yeah. But I'm awful. At, I'm no good. At but on this show, puns. they wanted you to do a pun? So no, they didn't ask to, but I wrote something that I thought was like kind of a play on words. And then right before I said it, I was like, ah. so I looked at my phone and then I was like, oh, I don't know about this when my friend wrote it. And then like the audience gives, are we allowed to swear? Yeah. Like the audience gives a fuck. Right. Like they're like, first of all, confused. Cause they, cause most people, they, you're supposed to present the comedy. Like you're thinking of it off the top of your head anyway. Sure. So like I'm going on with acting and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh. This next one, my friend, he's an idiot. He came up with it. And then I looked at my phone and then I was like, actually, I wrote it. And then at this point, the audience is like, ah. and then I said, I do it. love that you made it a male friend. You're like, ah, oh, what a dumb guy. <laughs> he wrote this fucking stupid pun. Yeah, like being nice and giving me a pun. I'm like, yeah. this jackass. He's an idiot. It was, I was trying to write about the, like how there's Corona, por- I read that there's Corona porn. So I was call- going to call it, cor- oh, your producer nodded at that. You've been watching? <laughs> He's like, yeah. <laughs> it, was it was on Reddit. It was on Reddit. I mean, I didn't watch it, no. But That's what it, they all say. I saw the headline. <laughs> I was very curious. What was the headline for it? It just said like some like uh, searches for coronavirus porn like huh? skyrocket. What? what? I don't even know what that looks like. I assume it's like masks. Something like that. Oh. So it's just sex with masks? Yeah. Like, well, Do they have like a scene where they're like, hey, I feel warm. I've right. Got, they've I've established got test, they've got it. I've got your test kit right here. Yeah. <laughs> you have seen it. <gasps> oh my God. I tried doing a play on there's coronavirus porn, but it's uh, called. Cro- oh, see, I fucking don't know the joke. <laughs> 
<laughs> my stupid friend that sent it. No, uh, something, some, Corby barely 19, or I tried to do a play on the 19, oh, like, so it's like barely legal. I got you. Yeah. I like that. That's yeah. good. I really botched saying it, though. COVID. Because also, I don't know how to it pronounce co- it. COVID? That's another thing. I don't COVID? know how to pronounce COVID? it. Yeah, COVID-19. COVID-19. Yeah, see, I should have looked that up before I tried to do it. That's okay. I bet yeah. they got it. I got it just now. Appreciate it. You didn't yeah. really say it properly. <laughs> now I got to look this up. Now I'm like curious. What is cor- Like I never, I didn't look it up. I mean, I've seen porn that is like porn where someone has or is pretending or whatever to have an STD called pause porn. And then the person wants to get they, someone like will want to get infected by it, or they like forcibly uh, infect them. Uh, like, it like uh, turns you on to get infected. Bug That's chasing. the idea. I believe it's called bug chasing. What? Huh. I'm not familiar with. I haven't seen that. Brian, you live a life I don't know <laughs> about. Yeah, yeah. Well. That's those those Good Morning America hours. You know, you right. Work, you you work. get bored. You just look on the internet. <laughs> what time not do you on have the to company be there? internet. Uh, Three a.m. Wow. Yeah. So that's that's where I was this morning. Wow, good for you. I mean, I guess. Then he has his day and he goes to bed at 6.30. Yeah. I know it's good. That's healthy. That's like really healthy. Yeah, it's it's great for my heart. <laughs> yeah. I, I, can't, I can't wait to die at like 50. No, I think that's probably good for your heart to go to bed that early because you're still getting eight hours of sleep. Yeah, but then you have to switch your schedule for the weekends and it's right. like flip-flopping, it's not and great. And probably tough, makes dating tricky. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so back to jobs. <laughs> yeah. um, I want to know, okay, before sales, you're from Maine, you mm-hmm. said. Really you went, rural Maine. I love Maine. Ha, have Obsessed you been? With Maine. Yeah, I went to camp there. For, I went to camp there. Really? Yeah, I went to camp for like four summers. I went for eight and then I worked for two. I went for 10 years. Wait, where wow. was your camp? Mine was on um, Sebago Lake. Oh my God. It was called Camp Kohut with a K. It was actually, a, I'm not Jewish, but it was a Jewish summer camp. Oh. Because it was Jewish because everybody was Jewish there except for me. Yeah. We, I went to a camp that was not a Jewish summer camp. I am Jewish. Mm. Most people were Jewish, but it was not like a Jewish. They made us say like grace and stuff. Oh, really? Like, yeah. I don't think we didn't say grace. And there was like, def, I remember there was like some stars of David that at the time I wasn't like putting it together. Mm. But I didn't know that going away was such a culturally Jewish thing. Yeah. But because everybody was Jewish. How far away was it from where you live? I'd say about four hours. Okay. So and then was, I was was there for like, it was like a month or two months. Yeah. So it's just a while when you're a kid. My camp was right outside of Augusta, Maine. Really? Yeah. Was like it on a lake? Far up. Yeah, Echo Lake. Oh, beautiful. I love Maine. I go back every year. I try and go in the summer. My cousin has a daughter who goes there now. So oh, I have like nice. a reason to like go and visit, you know? How'd your parents find the camp? Was they just like- My dad went to camp in Whoa, Maine. this is a legacy. This is a thing, yeah. Wow. My camp was an all girls uniform camp. <laughs> <laughs> Ours had a uniform too. Yeah. It was like a thing. It Which was like, is good, I think, in the summer. Yeah, because then you have to worry about, and then I remember the school dances where it was like, oh my God, like you get to wear like what you yeah. want to wear. And I remember that used to stress me out. <laughs> it was like a lot of pressure to get like really like sus. And the kids, you could like dance, but you had to like be like away from each other. Yeah. It was intense over We there. would have socials with the boys camps mm-hmm. and we would be allowed to wear non-uniform, but there were colors we weren't allowed to wear. I wonder why. I feel like we well, had the same thing too. Yeah, we weren't allowed to wear red because of the devil. <laughs> they told us that. I'm like a 10-year-old girl and I'm like putting on a pair of jeans. They're like, no red, no, no red. black. 
I don't think black is what I think we couldn't wear. I don't. I'm no pretty logos. sure no logos. It was like as and if we're going no in logos. for you know a commercial audition. No, no pink. They said no red because of the devil is really yeah. extreme. No red, um, because you will burn up like Satan. <laughs> yeah. That's why. You're like Jesus. We were like, whatever. We're gonna hook up with guys. Like fuck these. Whatever we whatever we wear. You yeah. Know? Give it. And people would get in trouble because like I remember there was some guy that used to get like. I don't know if he got a hand job or he, he I feel weird saying this, he like fingered somebody. <laughs> you just put fingers or with he, your quotes. He, I don't know. In quotes. <laughs> well, <laughs> it was a rumor. <laughs> I, can't be confirmed. I was just hearing about it. But he like, he fingered some girl down by the dock or something. I remember they <laughs> that they got in trouble. Um, big, big gossip at the camp. Always. Gossip was like how we lived. Oh, I, I remember it. I'm 34. I remember it <laughs> all these years later. Connor, that was his name. Yeah. It was like Connor fingered da da da, but she was has a boyfriend back home and like what's going to happen? Like, oh my God. You know? I had a counselor who told us when we were like 12 that she got fingered on a roller coaster <laughs> and we couldn't believe it. We'd like, like walk around camp and be like, how is that possible? Like, you know, didn't the hand get stuck? Like, what, what happened? And right. she got fired. <laughs> isn't isn't that from the movie Fear? I don't know. Is that? Yeah. that happen? Was she making Re- it up? Reese Witherspoon gets fingered on a roller coaster by Mark Wahlberg. Maybe she watched it and was like, I want to look cool. I'm yeah. going to tell these girls <laughs> this what happened to I me. I bet it really happened. I don't know. <laughs> maybe maybe the guy got the idea from watching Fear. Right. Mm, probably. That's how we get all of our ideas from horror movies, right? And then she's relaying them to like impressionable kids. Yeah. Of and course she like, got fired. <laughs> yeah, we're all like, I'm going to get fingered on a roller coaster. Exactly. Like, where'd you get that idea? Yeah. That adult over there told us about it. So you leave Maine, you come to New York City, the big city. Well, actually, so I went from, so I'm from Blue Hill, Maine, which I'm trying to think how far that would have been from Augusta. Uh, Blue Hill, Maine sounds so nice. It sounds it like a so nice pretty. town in Maine. It was beautiful. It was, it's like up on the coast. If you're going to Bar Harbor, do you go mm-hmm. to Bar Harbor? Of course, yeah. So if you got to go through Blue Hill to get to Bar Harbor. Okay. So it's one of those towns. And Augusta, did you know a lot of people in Maine, like, they, like, like make fun of Augusta? Oh, I know. You do? Yeah. <laughs> because they, I've worked there, too. So I'd, like, go out to, like, the bars hate and it. stuff. They call it Disgusta. Yeah. My dad says that, and he, like, is pretty pleased with himself. We He's just like, oh, called disgusta. them Mainers. <laughs> like, really? He, it's, people just hate it. I mean, it's not... Like nice, but it's not the worst. Like they have a Domino's and they have like a Walmart. Yeah. And like a couple local like spots that right. were so yeah. fun. Why does everyone hate on it so much? I don't know. It's like, it's beautiful once you get to the water. Totally. You know, or nearby. But I've it's, definitely been to worse places. Augusta is like straight out of the 80s. Like they've never been updated. You know right. what I mean? They're like still there. And it's the state capital. So maybe people are like resentful. Like why is that the capital? Not Portland. And not Portland. Yeah. Yeah. So I so I went from Maine to Boston. I think if I had gone from Maine to New York, it would have been too much. Okay. Because I went to college in Boston and then my Where? mom- I went to Simmons. Oh, I went to BU. Nice. I had an internship at WBUR. Okay. Which was cool. That's My cool. mom's friend knew someone that worked there, so they gave me the internship. Nice. And it was like all grad students and they definitely didn't- appreciate that I was like a freshman interning there. Gotcha. At and another was, school. At another school. And I was like, what? My mom knows the guy, the manager. And they and were like, like, we hate her more. Yeah, yeah. Know. You're not winning any points with that. I remember that. That was a good, but I like, I'd say I peaked in college. Okay. College was the best time of my life for sure. And then now I'm just like trying to piece things together gotcha. 20 years later. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to. I was like, okay, college. Oh, I loved college. Did you? Yeah. What'd you major in? Were I you- did philosophy and then I did public relations. Oh, nice. And it was like the first time I felt like really, because my parents are divorced, I was always in between their two houses. I had a lot of chaos growing up. So it's was like, 
very stable living environment. There's so much like hope, mm-hmm. I feel. Like, or at least in my school, they like really, oh, this definitely is something that relates to jobs. I felt like in my school, they like pumped you up. Like you can do anything. Cause I remember my graduating thing, going talking to a career counselor. She's like, what are you, you know, what are you thinking for jobs? And I had done all these, in- I'd entered at the state house and a PR company and like a couple other things. Mm-hmm. And she was like, what are you thinking? And I was like, well, f- I want to get a business. And then I definitely want to run for Congress or yeah, business, run for Congress and get into real estate Big and plans. be a music executive. <laughs> like, like something I didn't, re- and then I was like devastated when I was like out really in the workforce because it's like, I also, that was when the economy crashed the first yeah. time. But also it's like, everything is really hard and takes a lot of time. Yep. Any one thing you want to do. And I think especially probably even worse now than back then, but we're so used to like wanting more instant gratification. And then you feel like there's something wrong if you're like, especially you're looking at social media and you're like, you're like, and you're like little, like to the side of a cubicle. They're not even giving you a full cubicle and you're on social media and someone's like, just started my fifth business. We don't know if any of that's yeah, true. I know. It's really overwhelming. It's at this so point. overwhelming. And it's true. We grew up, I think even before college, we grew up where they're like, you know, you're you're the age of the internet. You can do right. anything you want to do. Everything's going to be at your fingertips. And it is, but it's not exactly like what we it thought it would be. It still takes a lot of work. Yeah. And we were, because we, for, I'm guessing we're probably around the same age. Mm-hmm. They're- um, Six, 16, 17. 22. When, then how old I'm, you are? I say I'm 24 on the yeah. podcast. But yeah, exactly. Give or take exactly. a few. Exactly. The, um, there, it was like Facebook was around starting potentially. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So that was like a new earth, but it was there. Yeah. When people are like posting. I didn't want to be on it yet. I was mm. like, I was like, I don't know what this is. I don't know if I want to do it. And then I was in a play in college and everyone was like in a group like for Facebook, like mm. it was like the first like group and we were like, oh, like it, look, it's the Rocky Horror group on Facebook <laughs> and you got to join, you're right. in Rocky Horror. And I was like, okay. And that was, I don't know. That I was got, like- It roped you in. Yeah, it was like a group text basically right. where we'd like just be like, great rehearsal. <laughs> That's how they Let's get, get you drunk. <laughs> One person, did you study theater at BU? No, I studied TV production. Cool. See, that's a cool, that's cool. It was cool. I wanted to do theater. Right. That was the thing. I like wanted to do musical theater and my parents are not in the industry at all. And they were like, please go to regular college I relate to that one. Literally the reason I went to grad school was I graduate, after I graduated, I do recruiting, get let go from that. And then I was like, I think I want to do comedy. And I like took a comedy class. And then I was like working at a restaurant. And then I took my mom to a, I thought it was a show, but it was actually like a comedy competition. (laughs) And it was a mess. And then we were driving back from that and she was like, you got to go to grad school. And then that's when I started applying to grad school. And you went for acting? Media studies. Media studies. Because I was like, I'll throw them a bone, but I'll learn something about the business. Yeah. But it was like very, which I completely understand. If I had a kid that wanted to be in a performer, I'd be like... Yeah, they're like, you can always do it. Just right. like get a degree. Right. They're like, because I feel like our parents' generation, they were like, you go to school, you go to grad school, you're going to get a house, you're going right. to have a family. This is the order of life. And we grew up and we're like, I got the internet. I'm going to be a fucking star. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're like, what? Wait, what? I need insurance. Right. Oh, that isn't that a I wake still up don't call. know how people buy houses. The, uh, like, it is confusing. Will I ever buy a house? And, I don't know. And especially when you live in like a city that's as expensive as New York or LA, then yeah. then it's really, or insurance, that's like a real, because I just was, when I found out 
when I was losing my insurance, when I went off my, when I was like unemployed and then went off my parents one. Yeah. And I was like, I couldn't believe how much it, I didn't know that it cost as much as it did. Another like it was rent, like yeah. An insurmountable, like unfathomable amount of money. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's crazy. I didn't realize I used to have a day job as, and they were very good to me because my boss's kid was like eight on Broadway and he was like, I get what you do. And I'm like, That's no, great. he's working, right. I'm yeah, here. Yeah. <laughs> and he's eight, yeah. Um, but yeah, I had great insurance there. And then That's when the I best. got laid off, I was like, I was like, wait, what? Like- it, I was just so naive to you it. You want $20 trillion because I stubbed my toe? Like it starts putting everything in a real. I just got good insurance again like two years ago through SAG. Congratulations. Appreciate that. But that's where you get it through like an actor's union, but you then have to get cast in enough things. Yeah, that's my issue. I'm in SAG, but I didn't make enough money to get on that insurance. I don't know. So the past two or three years I did. And then now this year, all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I got to get, ca- get cast in something quick. And so I've been having like awful auditions. Oh no. Because I'm like- I like want it for another reason. Like I want to be like, wait, you got to give it to me. I got to get my insurance. Right. So, so give me the role of donkey or like whatever. Just (laughs) put me in the goddamn thing. Uh, Yeah. It's scary because you're, there's a a limit. Right. They're like, yeah, we'll insure you. You better work. Right. And it's out of our control. Sure. That's auditions as like a microcosm of a job, like applying for a job, I think are so brutal. Yeah. Because it's just in such real time of a thing. I used to, see. I used to be really and so good much at is out of your control, and so much is out of your control. Yeah, there's that too. Same with probably regular interviews, also. Yeah, because it could be the similar thing where they're like, "Okay, we're gonna open it up. Oh, but Doug's kid is coming in, or whatever." Right. Well, you said you were good at interviews. I was good at. I was good at the at least the sales interviews. I was good at. Okay, but it was the actual, and I would like put in a lot of effort, but like the actual like. Like you'd research before you went in or something? I'd, oh, oh yeah. I had got like a job coach. Like I would research, I'd read like books on how oh, to interview. <laughs> I was really into the interview, but I don't think I ever put enough thought into what I actually wanted to do either. Okay. Because when I graduated, I was like, okay, I want to try to invent something. So I was like going to all these young inventors meetings. And then I took this job, literally the first job I had, I found on Craigslist. This was the recruiter job. Okay. And it was in, the title was all caps. It said, do you want to make more money than your fellow college graduates? And then there was like money sign, money sign, money sign, money sign, money sign. If your job title has money sign, money sign, money sign in it, you and it's from Craigslist, it's not going to work out. Like I'm just telling you right now, it's a no go. Obviously, you clicked it. You were oh, like, for me, at hell the time, yeah, I do. Bye. Yeah, exactly. I was like, exactly. I was like, I'll, I'll show them. Yeah, and- I got my first job in college off of Craigslist too. That was. The best. It's like, what was the job? At a jean store nice. in Boston, high-end jean store. And right. almost like your sales job, I never sold anything. Really? Even those jeans and they're coming in to buy they, jeans? They were very expensive. I get it. <laughs> I, I think get I sold, it. I sold a belt once. I nice. always tell this story because it nice. was by Fenway Park and they were like, they had these go socks belts. So like if there was a home game, like people were like, I need that belt. And yes, like, you do. Ah, yay. Um, yeah, but I, I had to quit that job because a man came in and exposed his naked body to me multiple times. And they made you quit? They didn't like... I was literally like, I don't think I can work here. Like, I'm going to get raped and murdered. What the fuck? And she tried to fire me and said, actually, you didn't sell any jeans. And I was like, what? Wow. That's <laughs> like, crazy. Don't price them so high, bitch. Did they try to get the guy in trouble? No, Nothing. That's crazy. It was crazy. I I found a, a cop who worked at the hotel next door, and he <laughs> like, we like went through security tapes, and I was like, I will do this. I will I will hunt this man down. Did you find him? 
No. And wow, he that's came crazy. in twice and then I never saw him again because I quit. Did he expose himself to anyone else? I, not that I know of. That's so traumatizing. My boss, literally, this man would come in, he'd pull jeans like off the floor and he'd go into a dressing room and he'd be in there for 40 minutes and he'd probably be jerking off. And <sighs> I didn't know. And right. I'm like standing at the register being like, do you need another size? <laughs> <laughs> and he wouldn't answer. And then he'd open the curtain, he'd step out, he'd be stroking his, I've seen like, <laughs> I was like, I'd seen like two dicks in my life and he's like stroking. <laughs> Oh. Stick. I know, and I I panicked, and I was like, I, call, I was like, I'm I'm gonna call my dad in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what my dad's gonna fix it. Yeah, but then my boss came in at the end of the day. I told her I was like, this was so scary. This man came in, like I didn't know what to do, and she's like, oh, that's weird. Did he buy anything? Wow, she's <laughs> a, a crazy bitch. Yeah. That's crazy. I know. It was really traumatic. Now that's a trauma. Yeah, that's a traumatic job experience. Yeah. Because certain things, that's that is probably one of the craziest <laughs> on the work things jobs I've ever. I told heard. that on the podcast. I've told it on stage a bunch of times. Yeah, it's that's fun, but I'm like a crazy one. Uh, yeah. That was my last retail job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how can you go back after that? You know, you you don't want to. I mean, I worked in restaurants for seven right. years, so plenty of shit went down, but yeah, yeah, and I worked in a restaurant for one summer and I remember it was this place that sold um, clotted cream. You ever heard about that? Were you in London? <laughs> no, but, but it was in Maine and it, I can say the name that of it. That was their specialty? Yeah. Clotted cream? Clotted cream. Interesting. It's like a special, it's like a special type. Have you guys had clotted cream? No. It's a special type I know type what of, it is. See, I had never heard of it before. It's like a special really thick cream. It in don't they use it in London like in the it's, UK and they like yes. put it on like biscuits and, exactly yeah so this woman who had like been to London and was like a summer person in Maine had this this place called the Blue Poppy Garden okay and she had a Himalayan blue poppy like from the Himalayan mountains and she would it was like in the middle of this garden and the experience was you you come you have a scone you have some clotted cream and then you go walk and see the poppy. And me and this other girl that worked there Sounds who had- delightful. Delightful. All these little old ladies would come and they'd have like little cute hats on. And me and this other girl would go and we would um, smoke cigarettes and then bury it, the butts near the blue poppy. <laughs> Just like total monsters. And we wouldn't, like we were not the most high. I w she was good. I wasn't the most hygienic with the cream. Okay. I wasn't, I was not so good. I know. What'd you do? What'd you- Stick well, your hands I, in there. Like, I remember I was supposed to like, like if someone didn't eat all the cream, I was supposed to throw out the parts they didn't eat. But instead, I would like pat it down and just put new cream on top. Oof. <sighs> and Ooh. sometimes, like one time, I grabbed the potato salad with my hands. Oh my god, this is how coronavirus got I'm started. I'm sorry, it was you at the I'm poppy sorry. farm. I know, it was such a long time ago. But then the owner said something um, fat phobic. What? So this girl who worked in the back was like, I would, and she was so nice, and she was like. To me and the other girl that worked, like that would do the serving, she was like, I liked the serving. And I was like, oh, I'd love to work in the back. Like, let's switch back and forth. And um, the owner said, she was like, no, I don't want to promote generous living. And me and the other girl like didn't really get it. And then we were like, and she was like, I don't want to promote generous living. I don't want to promote overconsumption. And we were like, <gasps> oh, so I think we both, I think I, I think I knew I was about to get fired. And then I was like, I'm quitting yeah, because she's mean. So you got the fuck out of there. Got out of there. I was definitely probably close to getting fired too, <laughs> but I took the cue. I was like, oh, I'm getting out. So before when did you decide we got to end this soon because we're going to call someone, which okay, I'm very great. excited about, especially with your sales skills. Oh, I'm sure boy. You're going to kill this. And I got a job. The most recent work I did, I got a job um, producing on a show. It's going to be on TBS 
called Turdy Works, and it's about a woman who sells moose poop in Maine. What? I should have told you that earlier before we oh ended the game. Oh, my God. I know, not to leave you on a cliffhanger. Wait, it's pretty I interesting. Have two pilots that take place in Maine because all I want to do is go and shoot them there. Oh, so we should I definitely talk. To, I need to send them to you and, yeah. Yeah, talk. is it scripted or unscripted? Both are scripted. So this was unscripted. But, but I have an unscripted one I wanted to do. But yeah. it's So I didn't know anything about that world at all. Uh-huh. And then this was like a really good experience. That's cool. It was interesting. Yeah. I love unscripted. I mean, Me too. I love did. unscripted. It's fun. I love unscripted. It's all in the edit. You know? I completely, I, I, and I love that. Yeah. And then you're like, whoa, how do they do that? Like the jump cut and all that stuff. Yeah. I wanted to ask you real quick. Anything. What did you, what, what was the moment or when was the moment when you were like, I don't need these jobs. I'm going to be full-time comedian. Okay, so I had. Got- this is for me. This is all inspiring <laughs> for me. I mean, I, I am totally a get it. But- I used to. I I remember. I I did interview people when I was in grad school, and, and it'd always be a like. I'd. That's a, those are when you ask. I think those are like really good questions. So when someone asks something that they want to know, yeah, too. So it was. I remember it pretty distinctly because so I had gone to grad school, studied media studies, and I was like, I don't know if I can do this. And then I went back to Boston for a year. That's when I had the educational travel job. Uh And then I come back to, I got laid off from that. And then I was like, maybe I want to be a talent agent. My parents are like, that sounds great. Sounds more normal. Mm -hmm. So I apply to work at all these talent agencies. And I was on unemployment. So I was like, I'll do anything. I'll be an assistant. I'll be an intern, whatever. I don't get hired at any of them. And I remember this one talent agent I really wanted to work at, APA, which was huge for comedy. Don't get hired there. And I was like, I'll work in the mailroom. I'll do anything. Yeah. So then I did this, like, this, I was like, I guess I'll try doing open mics again if I didn't, since the universe isn't, like, really, like, guiding me towards the agency thing, I'll do open mic. Do some open mics, and then this person who didn't know I had stopped comedy Mm -hmm. was like, do you want to do a showcase? And it was for this thing called Axis TV. So I did it with the material that I had from before I stopped. I got on the showcase, and then I got a tape from that, and then I started submitting to college agents this one guy said yes, and then I submitted to a bunch of other people. They all passed, and then I ended up getting into all these college showcases. Now, I've submitted to college showcases, like, since then. I've never got – I've gotten into maybe one or two. But that first year, I got into, like, eight. Oh, my God. It was crazy. That's huge. And I didn't have the material for it. Like, I had enough material to showcase, barely. Yeah. Because the, the showcases are 15 minutes. So I was like, Duh. And I remember the college agent was like, come on, dance like Ellen, dance like Ellen. <laughs> like, that's what he was banking on. He was like, just, just go out, do a little dance like Ellen. And I didn't end up doing that. But I, we did really well in the South. That's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I didn't. I didn't. I mean, I was, I, 15 I thought minutes about of her it. dancing and they're like, she's kind of <laughs> like Ellen. <laughs> and I'm like, eh, eh. And I didn't. And I just remember he was like, okay, you're dyslexic and you're gay. And we need to, and I was like, oh, I was thinking of starting about being for me. And he's like, you're dyslexic and you're gay and something, something Ellen. Like that. And we, and he knew what he was doing because I got a lot of colleges from that. And then that's when, and also at that time I was, I was like, oh, everything's on the up and up then. Mm-hmm. Cause then it was kind of like I started like getting stuff in a roll. And then after a little bit, then I had times where I wasn't getting anything. But there was like a couple years where I was like, I just like boom, boom, boom. And I was like, oh, this is just how it is. Yeah. Nope. No. No, it's, it's not how it is. It's up and down. Always. It's up and down like a motherfucker. I know. Sometimes more down, and then you're doing a show about moose poop and mean. But it is what it I is. I can't wait to watch no, this. No, no, that I was it was really a cool experience to be a part of. But it's just I, that's more to say things take you about in different directions that you wouldn't have expected. Yeah, I gotcha. But that's so that was when I was when I got all these schools, I was like, oh, I'm gonna be I was kind of on the road for like a like I did I did so many colleges, I don't know how I did it. 
I didn't have the material to do it. You're young. You're having fun. Yeah, I had a lot more energy, you and know, then also you. It, this is a you can tip. probably play with the crowd a lot. At I was colleges. just going to say that you can do a Q and A. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Absolutely. Um, all right. Are you ready to call someone? Let's do You've it. You've been fantastic, by I the way. I appreciate it. This is so fun. I love having you on. Thank you. Yeah, I love I love podcasting. Also, maybe this is just like the universe is providing, but we're going to call a guy who was a recruiter. Oh, boy. And he got laid off as a recruiter. Which is an extra sting because like right. you work in the job business. For six months. And he said every interview he would go on, they'd be like, isn't your job to get people jobs? <laughs> Well, sometimes it doesn't work out. And, yeah, and it didn't. So anyway, he he seems very nice. I think his his name is Jay. Hello, this is Jay. Hi, Jay. It's Anna Roisman. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm with my friend Emma. How's it going? Hi, Emma. How's it going? Good. You have a great um, pickup, very professional phone voice. Well, I'm on the West Coast, so I'm still technically doing stuff right now. But oh, nice. yeah, are you thanks. at work? No, uh, I live in um, Seattle, so we're all working from home and ground zero of coronavirus cooties. How's that going? You're in Seattle. That's where they the cases are happening, right? That was like yeah. one of the first places. Oh yeah that that uh, that retirement home is like I don't know three miles away from my house. Oh my Whoa. god. Um, are you saying yeah. happy birthday, washing your hands all day long, doing all the? I mean, I, I've I've like started doing that. I've started doing like the Macarena, but water's getting everywhere. I'm just trying to find other songs to Keep pass the fresh. time. I say, but you feel healthy. Yeah, you you know? feel good. Oh yeah, feeling good, feeling healthy. Um, are you on lockdown? You or are you able? Are you leaving? No, I'm just hanging out. Yeah, um, we're we're not on lockdown okay. as a region, but. Everybody's like, hey, if you can work from home, do right. that. Right. Yeah. I, I like want otherwise... someone to tell me that. I don't. Me too, so bad. I just want them to be like, we appreciate you. Can you work from home? Totally. <laughs> we'll <Yeah>. pay you. <laughs> totally. That yeah. would be because I, I had a couple of shows. We, I do like live shows at night. I got a couple things that got canceled. Yeah. But there was mm-hmm. one school I really didn't want to do, and it's not getting canceled. Oh, I know. Interesting. I'm going to have to be like, <clears throat> I don't know. Could be. Something, something's come up. Because you got to take this yeah. seriously. So, Jay, you're a recruiter. Are you working right? Are you, are you currently employed is my question. So, yes, I am. Mm. Um, congratulations. Just, yeah, congrats. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's uh, it was just really funny because, um, you know, the last time I was unemployed, I was unemployed for six months. And it was just this weird thing because you're you're like oh your your profession is getting people employed and you can't get a job yourself that's um that's weird and fun yeah i guess <laughs> i worked as a recruiter um for like i think like seven months and when i yeah. i got laid off from it and i wasn't a good recruiter so i wasn't a good example of one i never got anyone a job um but it was also when there was like no it was when the economy was crashing and i was getting resumes with no jobs but it's really mm-hmm. unfair when people say that to you because, yes, your job is to get other people jobs, but it's still a sales job. So it's still like contingent on the applicants you're getting in, the companies that you're working with. So they don't really understand recruiting if they're putting that on you. Yeah, there's, yeah absolutely. They're like starting their stand-up set. You know? Exactly. <laughs> they're like, ah, a recruiter mm-hmm. without a job. Right. This is a premise I can work with. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, it was it was really interesting because, you know, like I would I would go in for interviews. I never had trouble getting interviews. I just I just couldn't land uh, an offer. And um, and sometimes it was, you know, because it wasn't a good company to work for. And so I'd back out. But um, 
you know, a lot of the times, yeah, it was just like, well, what can you do for us right now? Well, nothing. I know nothing about your company. <laughs> right. So I'm kind you of say starting from scratch. Well, like politely, but mm. yeah, basically like, well, what can you do first in the first 30 days? Well, um, learn what you do. Be on, like I Googled you. That's, <laughs> I can tell you that much right now. Right. But, for you for being you honest. Know, I love yeah. when interviews are, you know, some people are great interviewers and others aren't. Like mm. I'm great in an interview, yep. but I feel like, you know, it's all in their court. Like the ball's in their court where they could say like the dumbest question to you and it just throws you. And right. you're like, I, where do you want to be in five years? I'm like, oh, you know, you have to what? have a little lo- a little thing prepared. Yeah. Or a that. lie prepared. Or a lie. I was, yeah. Because it's like, or with any lie, you want to have as much truth in it as you can to make it like the most believable, mm-hmm. I guess. Those but, are the best lies. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a tough one because it's like five years, obviously, they want you to say like, you know, working my way up, but not in a way that's threatening to anyone at the company. Right. <laughs> We were talking about lying on our resume before. Do you ever encourage, you know, people to stretch the truth on their resumes when you're, you know, trying to help them get a job? Oh, totally. All the time. Um, there yeah, we go. I, mean, I feel validated. Me too. Yeah. No, it, it's it's like, because even when I used to hire people, like I, I, I've had a team working for me before and like, I just always am under the impression that you are lying on your resume. And, and it goes back to, you know, what you guys were saying earlier. It's like, if, as long as it's believable, like then, yeah, totally, it's fine. But, you know, if, if you worked on, you know, like I'm a recruiter for a technology company. And so like, if, if you work on a project and, uh, and, and you did half of it, you know, you can say, well, I did three quarters of it, or I did all of it, as long as you can back that up and, and understand it. Because, a lot of times, especially in technology, you know, people are just kind of going, I have a hole to fill and I need to know if your your skills can fill the gap. But that's also really frustrating if you're trying to like get farther in your career, right? Yeah. And um, you know, I, I can I can type, you know, 80 words a minute, but that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, I want to be, you know, a, a typing for the rest of my life. I want to do other stuff. And so, and so it's just kind of putting putting your destiny in your own hands and kind of saying, cool, I'm going to lie a little bit on my resume to make me look more qualified than I am because so a little I know lies, that's what's okay. going to get me in the door. Yeah, yeah so, a little lies. So I mean, you know, if, you, if, if someone you like lied, you, like, like if you worked somewhere for like a month and you said it was like three years. <laughs> oh yeah, no. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's what Emma did. <laughs> that's what I did. <laughs> I mean, so what I would do, like, did they call him and job, he was like, no, they who? called my friend. So I set my friend up who was as my reference and she was an actress. Right. right and right. she killed yeah. it. Yeah. And it's that's like, how, so I had a whole little thing going, but it really didn't work out in the end because she's like best three years of my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, it was seven. <laughs> yeah. But it, you can do that. But it, I mean, it came out because I also literally could not do the job. Right. So there was that component to it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I guess the way I would put it is like lie if you can get the job, but don't lie if you're going to get fired because it's, I am personally of the opinion that it sucks more to get fired than to get refused from Mm. a job application. Mm. Um, I've been fired multiple times. I hate it every single time it happens. And uh, for anything crazy, uh, you don't have to share it, but you know, I'm I'm intrigued when you're, when someone says I've been fired multiple times every time, or is it all different stuff? And I'm sure you're great. So it's, it's, you know. Oh, thank you. Your your assumptions are completely wrong, and I'm a terrible person. But um, <laughs> you sound lovely. You got a great phone. Oh, thank voice. you. Thank you. Um, no, I. So the downside of working in technology is like layoffs happen all the time. Like you know, somebody kind of goes, "Well, we don't want to build that anymore," or 
Apple built this one and Microsoft didn't, or Microsoft yeah. built this one and, and Amazon did. I'm and familiar so, with tech layoffs. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Unfortunately. So RIP yeah. HQ. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm so sorry. I'm Thank still you. really gutted about that. I'm sorry I turned um, this about me, but it really yeah, is crazy because so many people watch that show. Yeah, they did. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Hashtag bring back HQ. Uh. Um, <laughs> So yeah, like it, it totally happens. And but like I've also been let go for, you know, being an idiot. Like I think my first job out of school, I had a company car and I was speeding on like the first day. And so somebody <laughs> called the one eight hundred. Am I driving like a jerk number? Oh, God. And I got I got let go that same day. You were so, like, like, if you damn. guys are gonna give me a car, I'm fucking flying. Yeah, what do I'm you out. expect? At least you were gonna go back. Like I would have been like, cool, let's go across the, the car. Country. Yeah, I'm leaving. Did, yeah, did yeah. the car have the company's name on it? Where they're like, that guy oh, totally. at Waffle. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. It was just like, this is a walking billboard, and your guy is going 10 miles over the speed limit and cut me off in traffic. So I'm going to call. Jay, I got to say something though, because you weren't necessarily yeah. fired all those times. And I do this a lot on stage. Mm, Being yes. fired, you know, that signals literally like, you know, red flags to everyone. But when you're laid off, I always mm. say that that's like the nicest way of of leaving a job. You know, you're, you're laid off. It, you're probably not they alone. They were having problems. Something, yeah. yeah, it's their fault. Yeah, it's it's them, also like you. a combination of getting laid, jerking off. It's like mm-hmm, two positive mm-hmm. things in our lives. <laughs> it's like, no, absolutely. Those are also positive things. Oh my God, I made Brian um, laugh. <laughs> Day made. <laughs> How would you not get discouraged? Do you have any tips for that if someone's been going through the job rigmarole a bunch? Um, yeah. It's the, I have a couple of different ways. The first one is like um, there, there is a line for you mentally where a job is beneath you. Um, and it's, it's kind of like a mixture of like pride and angst that you kind of have to wrestle with because... Um, like for, for me, for example, I, I gave myself a window and I said, if I don't get a job within this period of time, then it's carte blanche. I'm going to basically do whatever I can do to keep my, to keep my lights on. Um, and being really honest with yourself about it and, 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 you know, going for those, those, those reach positions where you lied a little on your resume, you, you lie about getting laid off versus getting fired, whatever. Um, uh, but definitely doing that. I, I've always encouraged people to just kind of go, Hey, like have a goal for yourself, um, and, and stick to it. Um, the other thing is, is really just kind of staying active and, and technology makes it really easy to engage with a lot of, a lot of stuff now. So yeah. you don't necessarily have to pound pavement and drop off your resume with a receptionist and do all that stuff anymore. No, you can like just, just DM having... on LinkedIn. <laughs> right. Yeah. And honestly, like most recruiters have a, a LinkedIn profile and just yeah. have a really strong LinkedIn game um, because that's one of the main places that they go. Um, another thing that I would probably say, and this is more skewed toward technology, but I'm seeing it in a lot of under, other industries, is that you know the gig economy is is kind of moving into mainstream employment too. And so a lot of times like a staffing agency will call you and say, Hey, I've got a six-month contract for you, um, and it, it it sucks and it's scary to kind of think about taking a you know what is basically a, a temp job um, because you you don't want to do this again in six months. It's emotionally draining and it's it, it yeah. sucks for your self-esteem, but it's it's better than you know what you get from the unemployment office, right? Um, and it looks better on a resume. Yeah, it adds a so, new skill, and you don't don't know who you're going to meet because I I've had two friends attempt in New York, and. Mm-hmm. For one of them, I know she got like a full. She ended up getting a full time job at Macy's corporate, and she's now she's a stay at home mom. But this other friend of mine, 
like I was just we were just talking about it before the show started. She really like worked her way up in a media company that she didn't even know that she would have wanted to work at. And then she got the temp job. She realized she liked it. So it like exposes you to yeah. jobs you maybe wouldn't have thought of. Yeah, it's totally true. And and you know that's that's the main thing is like it, it, it's it's already scary enough to be unemployed and to worry about how you're going to pay your bills. Um, and so like you you want to be discerning. And, and kind of staying motivated, but sometimes that just means, you know, looking a little bit outside the box. And and there there are staffing agencies and recruiting companies everywhere, and they work in all kinds of industries. And so it's really, I mean, most people can, you know, in a major city, can throw a stick and there's a, you know, there's a recruiting company somewhere nearby. Yeah. If I um, can't make it in show business, can I send you my resume? Yeah, same. Yeah, totally. All right. Totally. You're so great. This is, so, I feel like you've motivated really me. Helpful. You've helped all of us and I'm supposed to call you and give you a pep talk. And I'm like, nope, you're the one employed. You're helping me today. So thank hey, you, Jay. No, but yeah, absolutely. It's uh, It was a, a rough time trying to figure out how to get a job. But yeah. when I did it, I was happy. And, um, and now I really hope... Uh, you guys get set up too. It'll Thank be great. you. Yeah. I mean, like, honestly, I wanted to call you because everyone goes through it. Even when you're mm-hmm. a recruiter and people think recruiters don't lose their jobs. Yes, they do. Yes, and they, they do. sometimes totally have do. to do the same things and, you know, find a job. So I appreciate you. Thank you so much for talking with us. Yeah. Thank you. Congrats. You're welcome. It was great talking to you both. Thanks. Yes. All right. I'll let you know when this episode comes out. It won't be for two years. No, <laughs> it'll be soon. Okay. That's fine. I will still like, subscribe, and follow. Oh, my God. Wow. He, okay. You're hired here. Okay. <laughs> that was stars, great. everyone. Five stars. Wow. Cool. Thank you, Jay. Have a great day. Stay <laughs> safe. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh my God. He was great. He was great. I feel like I was in therapy. Ah, me too. I feel like someone was like, that was career counseling. That was really good advice about like knowing your worth and like balancing that. That's really like important. Yeah. My brain went to all those jobs though that I applied to that I know are below what totally. I know how to do. But I'm like, no, no, no. I need this job so I can right. write here yeah <laughs> so i could do my other shit and it still messes with your head though because if there's something like that and then say for some reason you don't get it then yeah. all of a sudden you're like woo yeah or like hold Always. on and then you're like okay i can't get that so then it that start like i was in in high school i was in special ed for a little bit mm-hmm. and then i started because of I'm, I'm dyslexic i started re- and then i wasn't doing well in special ed and then i was like i'm really dumb but then in college i got really great grades and was in much yeah. like advanced classes because you just have to be put in an environment that it sets you up to succeed. Yeah. Yeah. And if you don't do that, it can have a tough ripple effect. You know where my brain went before though, when you said that I mm. was like, I applied to Bonobos. It's like a men's clothing oh, yeah. store and all great these clothing co- store, all these comedians I know work there. They didn't hire you? And I went for six interviews. Are you fucking kidding me? And they did not for hire Bonobos. Me. Yes. And I Bonobo was like, sounds like a banana tree. I was so like a good. Frozen I even went treat. in for the shadow where I had to. Ha- oh, six they, interviews. They can go fuck wait, themselves. Wait, they fucking like, I had to go in and they were like, okay, uh, str- someone's going to call you and they're going to ask you. And this guy was like, I have to go to a wedding this weekend. And like, my suit came in the wrong size. And like, what do I do? I need a new suit. And I like nailed it. Right? I was like, here we go. Oh, you want the salmon pants? We've got them in this size. I, I killed it. I right. love fashion. And they were like, yeah, I'm sorry. I just don't think it's going to work out. I was like. And they didn't give you any feedback? No. Six interviews is obnoxious. It was crazy. Maybe it was four. It was whatever. It, it should be two. It should be two, absolutely. Especially for like a retail position where it's yeah. like going to be trial by fire too. Anyway, wow. Not Thank impressed with Bonobos letting- about that. And this episode, of course, is sponsored by Bonobos. Bonobos. So. In which case- We love- a, they, they do have good clothes. Yeah, they have great clothes. You know what? I was just upset I couldn't 
sell them. Exactly. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> uh, Emma, you're amazing. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much, much for, for having me. Here. Yeah. Where can everyone, where can we find you? So I keep all my stuff at emmacomedy.com and I, I do the podcast. I'm not, I'm just guest hosting on Secret Keepers sometimes now, but I'm going to be starting a new podcast and I keep all my show dates at emmacomedy.com and I'm really trying to ramp up my YouTube. Oh, so ramp try up to, that YouTube. Trying to ramp it up. And then that show, um, the main Moose Poop show, which is called Turdy Works, comes out in uh, um, June. Okay, good. Um, they <laughs> paid you already, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, Wait, good. It comes out. They don't have an official date, but it- uh, We're walking around town. You're like, August. <laughs> um, don't make sure to tune in. It's there, and it's slated to be right before Impractical Joker. So they're really- Oh, so fun. Yeah, they're really trying with it. Um, yeah, Turdy Works is the show. Cool. And I'll be in a couple episodes of that. Thank you. Thank you. That was Thanks great. For having me. You can find me at Anna Royceman. Uh, and also we might go on tour with the HQ. We're going to start in New York City and see how that does and then, you know, work from there. You um, so should. Okay. We, we have to talk because I need, I need some guidance a little yeah, bit. Yeah, especially like, yeah, totally. <laughs> um, also, hey, find us on Patreon. If you like this, I don't know, I'm going to make more shit. I got more content to, to deliver. Uh, throw us a couple bucks on the Patreon so, you know, we can get paid to do this because clearly I am unemployed right now. Um, freelancing. Freelancing, yes. And, you know, rate, I don't know, what do you say? Rate, subscribe, like, comment, tell your mom, uh, listen to all the other episodes. They're really fun. And uh, hopefully you guys all have jobs. And if not, you're not alone. I'm Anna Roisman, and that was Unemployed. Bye. See ya. Thank you, guys. All right, I gotta give a big shout out right now. Shout out to Eric Lang, shout out to John Ediger, shout out Scott Menke, and shout out to Vic. You are my latest patrons on patreon.com slash unemployed with Anna. And I am so grateful for you. You're donating to the podcast, you're giving to a good cause, and we love it here. If you wanna become a patron, you can just go to patreon.com slash unemployed with Anna and donate, you know, $5, $10, $25, whatever you got. You're gonna get exclusive content and a personalized shout out from me. Me, baby, yeah.